Bismillahirrahmanirrahim wa bihi nasta'in wa sallallahumma wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa sallam wa sallama tasliman kathira amma ba'd Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Wa hamd in our reading of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and trying to understand the meanings contained therein we've reached verse number 35 and in the verses which preceded verse number 35 Allah Azza wa Jal relates to us a sequence of events and Allah Azza wa Jal he commanded the angels and amongst the angels was the creation of Iblis to prostrate to Adam and all of them adhered to the command of Allah Azza wa Jal except Iblis he refused and he was proud and he became of the disbelievers and we mentioned that the sujood which Allah Azza wa Jal commanded the angels and Iblis to do, it was a sujood of honor. A sujood of honor out of reverence to Allah and servitude to Him. So the Malaika, they adhered to the command of Allah and Iblis, He refused due to His arrogance. The verse which follows is verse number 36, and Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَقُلْنَا يَا آدَمُ اسْكُنْ أَنْتَ وَزَوْجُكَ الْجَنَّةَ وَكُلَا مِنْهَا رَغَدًا حَيْثُ شِئْتُمَا وَلَا تَقْرَبَا هَذِي شَجَرَةَ فَتَكُونَا مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah says, and we said, O Adam, اسْكُنْ dwell. أَنْتَ وَزَوْجُكَ dwell. you and your wife in paradise. وَكُلَا مِنْهَا رَغَدًا حَيْثُ شِئْتُمَا and eat from it freely. From it, wherever you may wish. وَلَا تَقْرَبَ هَذِي شَجَرَةَ And do not approach and do not come close to this tree. فَتَكُونَ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ Or else you will be from amongst the ظالمين, the wrongdoers or the transgressors. So, we see that in this verse, when Allah Azza wa Jal created Adam, and Allah Azza wa Jal honored him. And Allah Azza wa Jal perfected Allah Azza wa Jal's favor upon Adam by creating for him his mate. And his mate was Hawa. So that he may find tranquility and peace in her companionship and he will feel at ease with his wife. And so here we see that Allah Azza wa Jal has created the creation in pairs. Allah Azza wa Jal created the creation in pairs. He created dhakr and untha. He created male and female. And this is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the balance which Allah Azza wa Jal strikes by creating things in pairs. And Allah Azza wa Jal mentions that He created a spouse for Adam so that he may find peace and contentment with her companionship. And this is the fitrah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When this is sought outside of the balance which Allah azza wa jal strikes, peace and contentment will never ever be found in a relationship. And what do we mean by this? When a male and a male comes together in a union and they get married, this opposes the fitrah. These type of individuals never ever lead a happy and contented life. In fact, internally, they are troubled. Just like today we see that there is a strong push in terms of the transgender movement. And this movement, it opposes 
the fitrah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Changing the way Allah Azawajal has created us. And then these individuals marrying ultimately the same sex. So a male changes yani his identity to a female, but then he still ends up marrying a female. Wallahu musta'an. And this is a great sign of the end of times. This is the great sign of the end of times. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentioned this to us in other places in His, in his book. The way Allah Azza wa mentions to us that one of the tricks and, and yani, ways of aversion which shaitan tries to push, it is that he will command the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal to change the way they've been created, taking them yani, away from the natural states. So Allah Azza wa Jal created things in pairs and he created for Adam his spouse Hawa so that he may find peace and tranquility and contentment with her. Allah Azza wa Jal then commanded them to live in Jannah. Allah Azza wa Jal then commanded them to live in Jannah and to eat from it freely. To eat from it freely. Meaning, to eat from it in abundance and from wherever they wish. To eat from it in abundance and from wherever they wish. To eat of the different types of yani, fruits and the various food which is found in Jannah. And Allah Azza wa Jal mentions to us in another verse the nature of this Jannah and that which it contains. Allah Azza wa Jal says in Surah Taha, verse 118 to verse 119, Inna laka an la fiha wa la ta'ra Allah Azza wa Jal says that in Jannah, in paradise, it is granted to you that you will not go hungry. Nor will you be naked. Nor will you be thirsty here in paradise or suffer due to the sun's heat. And this is the pleasures of Jannah. That you will never ever face yani, a form of hunger. And you'll never ever be concerned about clothing. Yani, because you will wear the best of clothing. You'll never ever be naked. Just like in Jannah, you will never ever become thirsty. And nor, nor will you be affected by the sun's heat. And this is the pleasures of Jannah. And so Adam and Hawa, they experienced these pleasures in Jannah. And Allah Azza wa Jal gave them one command and He said, وَلَا تَقْرَبَ هَذِي شَجَرَةً And you too, do not come close to this tree. Allah Azza wa Jal did not say, don't eat from the tree, but He said, وَلَا تَقْرَبَ do not come close to this tree. And this tree, yani, it was a tree from amongst the trees of Jannah, which Allah Azza wa Jal knows best what type of tree it was. And so sometimes when it comes to the qasas found in the Quran, people search for the exact yani, tree 
in this particular instance, what type of tree was it? Was it an apple tree? As we learn in the traditions of the Bani Israel, they mentioned that Adam, Adam ate from the apple tree. Is this correct? Our Sharia does not confirm this. Was it a fig tree? What type of tree was it? The point is, not really to get into the details of the story, but rather to take the major lesson which the story conveys. So Allah Azza wa Jal, He prohibited both of them from eating from this tree as a test and a trial. Out of a test and a trial for them. Or for a wisdom which is unknown to us. For a wisdom which is unknown to us. So it could have been a test, it could have been a trial. It could have been due to a wisdom unknown to us. And Allah Azza wa Jal said, فَتَكُونَا مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ If you do so, if you come close to this tree and you eat of it, you will become of the ظَالِمِينَ And that means the oppressors and the transgressors. And the fact that Allah Azza wa Jal used this word, it is indicative of the fact that eating from this tree, it was prohibited. That eating from this tree, it was prohibited. Because a prohibition means this matter is haram. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He attached the word dhulm to it. Oppression, transgression. And so the enemy did not cease to whisper to them. And he did not cease to adorn and beautify for them this tree. And that which they were prohibited from up until they slipped up and they made a mistake and they fell into error. They fell into error. And how did he achieve this? By adorning the haram. And this is one of the tools of shaitan. That he adorns that which is prohibited and that which is displeasing to Allah Azza wa Jal. How did he achieve this? He achieved this by coming in a good yani, appearance. Not physically, but he appeared to have good intentions. And this is one of his tools as well. Deception. Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَقَاسَمَهُمَا إِنِّي لَكُمَا لَمِنَ النَّاصِحِينَ He took an oath by Allah. He took an oath by Allah. إِنِّي لَكُمَا لَمِنَ النَّاصِحِينَ That I am for you from amongst the sincere advisors. That I am a well-wisher for you. And I only show sincerity towards you. And so he took this qasam by Allah Azza wa Jal. That I am a sincere advisor for you. And this is how he deceives man. By adorning the haram and by beautifying it and also by him deceiving by appearing as if he has good intentions. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal for afiyah and salama. Allah Azza wa Jal then says, فَأَزَلَّهُمَ الشَّيْطَانُ عَنْهَا فَأَخْرَجَهُمَا مِمَّا كَانَا فِيهِ And so shaitan caused him to slip anha from it, from where they were in, يعني فَأَخْرَجَهُمَا مِمَّا كَانَا فِيهِ And فَأَخْرَجَهُمَا and he caused them to be exited from that which they 
found themselves in. And that was in Jannah. That was in Jannah. And so he deceived them and they obeyed him. And so he caused them to be exited from that which they found themselves in of pleasure and freedom and enjoying a pleasurable life. And then they were cast out. They were cast out and they were caused to descend from this pleasure this pleasurable abode to the abode of Ta'ab and Nasab. And they were then, Yani, caused to enter the abode of tiredness and the abode of worry and the abode of struggle. And this is the dunya. This is the dunya. Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَقُلْ نَهْبِتُ بَعْدُكُمْ لِبَعْدٍ adu." That in this abode, you will be enemies to one another. وَلَكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُسْتَقَرٌ وَمَتَاعٌ إِلَى And for you, upon the earth will be a mustaqar, a place where you will dwell, وَمَتَاعٌ and an enjoyment إِلَى for a period of time. So Allah Azza said, بَعْدُكُمْ لِبَعْدٍ adu." And yet Allah Azza makes clear that shaitan and insan are enemies to one another. Meaning, Adam Adam and his progeny will be enemies to Iblis and his progeny. And this enmity will exist up until the day of Qiyamah. And so it is known that the enemy, he exerts his efforts in order to harm yani, his opponent. And he intends to make evil reach this person by all means. And he does not just stop here. He also wants to deprive his enemy from all forms of good. Want to deprive his enemy from all forms of good. And so Allah Azza wa Jal, He gives us this warning. That shaitan is to us an open enemy. And we should not befriend him by a, by making an allegiance with him by falling into the prohibitions and following his khutuwat, following his footsteps. Allah Azza wa Jal says in another verse, أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ وَذُرِّيَّتَهُ أَوْلِيَا مِن دُونِي وَهُمْ لَكُمْ عَدُوْ بِئْسَ لِلظَّالِمِينَ بَدَلًا Allah Azza wa Jal says that do you take, do you take, O son of Adam, do you take him, meaning shaitan, and his offspring as awliya, as allies, minduni, other than me, wahum lakum adu, whilst they are open enemies to you? And what an evil exchange do the transgressors then make? So Allah made this enmity clear to us in his book. And this is an enmity which will exist from the time. He deceived Adam up until the day of Al-Qiyamah. And there is no salama except by seeking refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from our enemy. And Allah said, وَلَكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُسْتَقَرٌ That upon the earth you will have a mustaqar, meaning a maskan wa karar, meaning you will have a dwelling upon the earth. 
You will dwell upon the earth. And you will have an enjoyment therein for a set time. You will have an enjoyment therein for a set time. And this set time, it is in ajalikum. It is basically when you meet your ajal, when you meet your appointed term, and that is death. This will be your period of enjoyment upon the earth. Mata'un. It is a form of enjoyment. Ilahin. For a yani, set period of time. For a set period of time. So, our lives in this dunya, no matter how long we live, it is only a short period of time and a short enjoyment. And then, we will meet Allah Azza wa Jal in the Akhirah, which will be everlasting. And the average lifespan of this Ummah is 60 some odd years. For many of us, we are halfway. For many of us, we have gone beyond the average lifespan of yani, the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu And for some of us, Wallahu Musta'an, we are upon borrow time. The Ibra is not how long we live. But the Ibra is how righteous we are and how good our deeds are in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask that Allah Azza wa Jal increases us in goodness for as long as we are living and He causes us to die as Muslims. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. So Allah says, وَمَتَاعُنِ إِلَى حِينَ And an enjoyment for a set period of time. And once this period of time ends, we then traverse to the Akhirah. And the reality of this life is that it is a bridge. It is a bridge which leads us to the Akhirah. And it has not been designed and created to dwell therein forever. It has not been designed and created for us to dwell therein forever. Allah Azza wa Jalin says in verse 37, فَتَلَقَّى آدَمُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ كَلِمَاتٍ فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ إِنَّهُ هُوَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah Azrael says, فَتَلَقَّى And then Adam, يعني received. He received, and it also carries the meaning of أَلْهَمَهُ الله, That Allah Azrael inspired him. Allah Azrael inspired him with words. It is a form of revelation. فَتَلَقَّى آدَمُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ كَلِمَاتٍ Adam then received and was inspired by Allah Azza wa Jal with words. Adam received from his Rabb kalimat words. فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ And then due to these words, Allah Azza wa Jal accepted his repentance. So what is this kalimat? This kalimat, it is the following supplication. A supplication which we are all aware of and which we all know by heart, inshallah. And that is found in Surah Al-A'raf, verse 23. Allah Azza wa Jal, He taught these words to Adam. And these words, it was conveyed to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rabbana, O our Rabb. And we mentioned the meaning of Rububiyyah. And we said that majority of the supplications of the Anbiya, it opens up with this word. 
Why? Because this term Rabb, it contains all the meanings of Rububiyyah. And all of the Abs needs is fulfilled by affirmation of this name Rabb. Yani, the Lord, the Nurturer, the Creator, the Sustainer, the One who controls, the One who causes benefit, the One who causes harm, the One who gives and the one withholds. All of these meanings is found in the word Rabb. And for this reason, the Anbiya, they open their supplications with this word. Rabbana dhalamna anfusana. O our Rabb, dhalamna anfusana. We have oppressed and we have wronged ourselves by transgressing and by making mistakes and committing sins. Wa illam taghfir lana. And if you do not show us forgiveness, wa taruhamna, and have mercy upon us, then certainly we will be from amongst the losers. And so in this dua which Allah Azza wa Jal taught Adam, there is many lessons. And there is some etiquettes of dua found within the supplication. And that is firstly, that when we commence our duas, we use the names of Allah Azza wa Jal. And from amongst the names of Allah Azza wa Jal, it is Ar-Rabb. Secondly, that when we make dua to Allah Azza wa Jal, we also acknowledge our shortcomings, that we are we created beings who make mistakes night and day. And so we acknowledge these shortcomings to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have oppressed ourselves because in reality, no matter how much good we do, we do not increase Allah Azza wa Jal's majesty. And no matter how much evil we do, it does not decrease the majesty of Allah Azza wa We only oppress ourselves. And so in this is acknowledgement of our feebleness and our weakness. And then to ask Allah Azza wa for His mercy. And this is found in the words, وَإِلَّمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا And that if you do not yani forgive us and show mercy to us, surely we will be from amongst the losers. And this etiquette is found in many supplications which the Prophet taught us. It is also found in the supplications of other Prophets, such as the Da'wat of the Noon, Yunus ibn Mata, Sahib al-Hut. Yani Yunus, the Prophet was stuck in the whale's belly. And at that moment, he was under three layers of darkness. The reality of which only Allah Azza wa knew. He was under the darkness of the whale's belly. He was under the darkness of the sea. And he was under the darkness of the night sky. Three layers of darkness. Nobody knew his sadness. And nobody knew his true state, save Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surely the Rabb who was aware of Yunus's situation is surely aware of our situations. And so what da'wah, what du'a does Nabi Yunus make? He says, La ilaha illa ant subhanak inni kuntu min He firstly reconnects himself and acknowledges that only Allah Azza wa has the right to be worshipped. And this shows us that at times of trials and tribulations, we must align ourselves and reconnect with the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and affirm worship for Allah alone. Subhanak, 
Glory be to you. Free of you, free you are Allah of any deficiencies and yani naqais weaknesses and we affirm perfect attributes and praises for you alone. Inni kuntu min al-dhalimin. La ilaha illa ant. Subhanak inni kuntu min al-dhalimin. None has the right to be worshipped except you. Glory be to you. And indeed I was from amongst the transgressors. So we see the same yani, formula being applied in the dua which Allah Azza wa Jal taught Nabi Adam. We see the same formula being applied in the dua of Nabi Yunus alayhi salatu wassalam. And Allah says, Fataba alayhi, Allah Azza wa Jal accepted the repentance of Adam and forgave him. Innahu huwa tawabur rahim. Indeed, Allah Azza wa Jal is at tawab. From amongst his names, is at tawab. And at tawab means the one who always forgives. And if Allah Azza wa Jal is always forgiving, what does this mean? It means that the abd is always sinning. But the more you turn to Allah in repentance, after sinning and transgressing, Allah surely will forgive you. And this is affirmed in the meaning of this name, at tawab So the tawbah which Allah Azza wa Jal taught Adam in this instance, it is inclusive of the two types of tawbah. Since tawbah is firstly tawfiqiyah. Tawbah is tawfiqiyah. Meaning, if Allah Azza wa Jal does not guide the abd to seek forgiveness, he will never ever attain forgiveness. So Allah Azza wa Jal guided Nabi Adam divinely to the door of tawbah. And this is the first type of tawbah. Secondly, it is the acceptance of the tawbah one engages in. And this is only achieved when the conditions of tawbah is met. When the conditions of tawbah is met. And the conditions of tawbah is Firstly, to stop the sin with immediate effect. Secondly, nadam, which is one of the major pillars of tawbah, to have regret. Thirdly, to have a firm resolve at the time of repentance, not to return to the sin. At that moment of time, you have a firm resolve not to return to the sin and if it involved the rights of the creation of Allah Azza wa Jal, that rights must be restored and some scholars mention another condition that this tawbah must be done before the person's yani spirit his ruh is taken and before the sun rises from the west because this will be qiyamah so tawbah wherein the conditions of tawbah is met this is the type of tawbah which Allah Azza wa Jal accepts. And this is inclusive of the two types of tawbah. Firstly, divinely being guided to seek forgiveness from Allah. And secondly, repenting in a manner which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then and only then is tawbah considered to be sincere tawbah. Allah says, Ar-Rahim. Yani Allah Azza wa Jal is the one who bestows mercy yani upon his servants. And from amongst his mercy, in the context of this verse, is that he has guided them towards tawbah. And he has pardoned and overlooked them for their shortcomings. For indeed, he is al-afu. He is the one who pardons and overlooks.
The last two verses we'll be looking at today, Allah Azawajal says, قُلْ نَهْبِتُوا مِنْهَا جَمِيعًا فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا فَمَنْ تَبِعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Allah Azawajal then said, قُلْ نَهْبِتُوا مِنْهَا جَمِيعًا يعني, and Allah repeated this here, كَرَّرَ الْإِحْبَاطِ يعني, get out of here, all of you, together. And this refers, يعني, to the creation of Adam, Hawa, and Iblis. Allah then says, فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا فَمَنْ تَبِعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Allah then says, that whenever there comes to you, from me, Hudan, guidance, and whomsoever follows this guidance, فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ There will be no fear upon them, وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ And nor will they grieve. So this guidance which Allah Azawajal mentions over in this verse, what guidance does it refer to? It refers to the guidance which comes at the various periods of time through the messengers and the books which Allah Azawajal sends to guide us towards that which brings us closer to Allah and to grant us the opportunity to achieve his pleasure by way of this guidance. And so whosoever follow this guidance by believing in the messengers that he sent at that specific time and the books which come and seeks guidance by way of it and this is by way of tasdiq, belief which necessitates action with regards to all the things which the messengers informed us and the books informs us about which is inclusive of acting upon the commandments and abstaining from the prohibitions, the reward these people will attain is فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ That there will be no grief upon them, and nor will they, sorry, there will be no fear upon them, nor will they grieve. There will be no fear upon them, and nor will they grieve. So, this is the reward for those who follow the guidance which comes from Allah. And this guidance, it is not connected to any group or any sect. It is the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The guidance which is contained in the revelation. The Quran and the Sunnah. So it is imperative for each and every single Muslim to seek out this guidance. And to know for sure that this is the guidance of Allah and His Messenger. And not just to follow hearsay. And to follow customary practices and teachings which has been passed down from one generation to the next. But rather they have to be sure that this is revelation that they are practicing upon. For if they do this, Allah says there will be no fear upon them and nor will they grieve. And so, this address, it is not just for human beings, but it is also for the jinn kind. Because the address says, فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا That when they comes to you, from me guidance. And we'll say, follow this guidance. And so the address is here for plural. So, Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentioned four levels of reward which the people attain who follow the guidance. Firstly, He has negated from them fear and grieve. And the difference between fear and grieve is as follows. Is that if 
a calamity is something which the person experienced in the past then this is considered to be grief a person was afflicted with some form of calamity he faced the loss of a loved one he lost his spouse he lost his parent he lost his mother he lost his father he lost his child then this is referred to as hazan then this is referred to as hazan and will translate it as grief and if it is something which is anticipated yani this calamity and this something which is disliked is something with regard to the future then this is khauf and this can also mean anxiety but the word which allah used here it is khauf because this is fearing something which will occur in the future that one will dislike so allah azza wa jalla negated from these individuals those who follow the guidance that they will not yani fear and nor will they grieve and this means that they will attain the opposite which is complete safety and that means safety in dunya and akhirah they will not fear and they will not grieve likewise in verse 39 allah azza says وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَكَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ As for those who disbelieve and they blindly reject our signs and our verses and our evidences, Allah says, أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ Those are the dwellers of the Al-Fire. They will abide therein forever. They will abide therein forever. So yeah, Allah also negates misguidance and being from the people of Jahannam, from those who follow the guidance. Because if you don't reject the guidance, this means that you will not experience this punishment. So that means you will not be misguided and you will not be from the Ahlu Shaqa, the miserable ones, the people of Jahannam. And since this is yani negated for the people who follow the guidance, they attain the opposite. And the opposite of this is perfect guidance and perfect happiness. So whosoever follows the guidance, they attain aman. They attain safety and happiness in dunya and akhirah. They attain perfect safety and happiness in dunya and akhirah. And Allah Azza wa Jal has lifted from them every form of matter or every form of experience which they dislike, of fear and grief and misguidance and being from amongst the miserable ones in the Akhirah. And since they attain that which is desired, this is a sign of the happiness. They attain, yani what is desired and that is Allah Azza's pleasure and his Jannah and from them also is removed that which is feared the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and leading a miserable life in the dunya and being protected from the al-fire in the akhirah and the opposite applies to the one who fails to follow the guidance which comes from Allah and they disbelieve in it and they belie the signs of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah says that they are the dwellers of the Al-Fire and they will abide therein forever. La yakhrujuna minna. They will not yani, exit from it. And 
this punishment will never ever be lifted from them and nor will they be helped so in these verses and other verses which resemble it Allah has divided the creation of the jinn and the ins into two types and that is Ahlu Sa'ada the group of happiness and this is the people who worship Allah and attain his Jannah and the group who is known as Ahlu Shakawati the group who is miserable the group who is condemned to the fire of Jahannam. And Allah Azza wa Jalla has also mentioned to us the attributes of both of these groups and the deeds which they do which necessitate either Allah's pleasure or Allah Azza wa Jalla's displeasure. Just like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in these verse, verses that the jinn is just like man in terms of the outcome. The outcome of reward and the outcome of punishment just like they are like insan with regards to the commands and the prohibitions just like the commands and the prohibitions as we know Allah Azawajal says in Surah Al-Dhariyat وَمَا خَلَقُتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ that I've not only created jinn kind and mankind to worship me so this means that the jinn is like man with regards to the commands and the prohibitions of Allah Azza wa Jal. In the verses which follows, Allah Azza wa Jal begins mentioning to us affairs about the Bani Israel and his numerous bounties and his ihsan which is showed towards them. And this we'll get into, inshallah, in our next meeting. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to grant us the ability to absorb the knowledge contained in these verses. And we ask that Allah as well grants us the divine ability to practice upon these verses and to implement it in our lives by observing the commands and abstaining from the prohibitions. Amin ya Rabbal Alameen. Subhanakallahumma wa hamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha ila anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.